of living in the past uh my name is paul my name is ben this is a podcast where we go through a month of the 90s every single week um today is the december 1993 it's uh nearly the close of our 1993 season we uh we are up early this morning Eight twenty-five. <laughs> yeah if you can tell that my voice is croaky i don't usually talk this early in the day yeah I've, I've, some of the other podcasts I listen to when when they've um revealed halfway through that it's like the morning you're like oh yeah i wonder why there's like more of a like a like not a, sometimes not a croak but just like they all seem like sort of sound bassier and i'm like yeah it's like <laughs> we haven't you haven't warmed up your body hasn't warmed up and your voice hasn't warmed up it's just yeah but uh before we get um stuck into the last month of uh the of, of 1993 let's let's talk about what we've been watching and doing uh these days it's living in the now Now, um, last night we watched a movie called No Exit. It's on uh, Disney. Um, pretty decent little thriller, like nicely wrapped up in about an hour and a half. Um, so it's, a recent thriller? Or is this a bit Yeah, yeah, older? it's like t- t- 2022. Oh. So, yeah, it just, it just got released. Wow, that's, that's quick. Did they make it in 2022 as well? No, I think they did. I probably, they probably, it's, it's one of those ones where it's like um, um, six people in like a very sort of remote place so like i'm pretty sure like we see it like there's been a few of those that like sort of work well with that not a okay. huge crew lots of stuff so probably sometime in the last year they got um they got filmed but yeah it's a nice little nice little thriller so if you give a chance apart from that it's just been there's been so much to watch for for december 93 it's that's all i've really watched is other is 90s movies <laughs> i haven't really sort of done much else what about you i had so much ambition to watch a lot of the films from this month yeah um and then wasted a lot of time on uh big time adolescence um project bake off which i didn't watch all of but What's laura project just smashed bake through the entire um just a typical baking show is it part of like but it's not part of like the British, Australian... No, uh, but we did also watch uh, Bake Off the Professionals. Okay. <laughs> Man, so two baking, baking shows. See, I, yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I can handle one. Um, I just... I don't like cake that much. So it's just like... <laughs> it's... I know, and I know they do other stuff as well, but it's just like, yeah, I need some, some variety. I've been watching uh, this one called broken bread you can watch it there's a app called Ta- taste made and it's got um chef roy Choi from the chef show on netflix the one oh, yeah. did with john favreau and he goes he's like sort of um going around la and just highlighting uh gentrification lots of stuff of like latino and um and uh black american communities and um it's but it's also it's all like really sort of uplifting as well, as well. So yeah, if you get a chance, is there any bread. bread involved at all? Well, it's like the whole thing of like you know we break bread, which means like you know you're talking to people. Oh okay. Like so yeah. Um, right. But yeah, it's um it's it's pretty like it's my little happy place at the moment. It's like it's really nice nice to watch sort of thing. So but it's two seasons now. Yeah. Um, so you're more into cooking shows. We will do any sort of food show generally sweet or dessert related i would love to see a show with like just a an eight i know there's stuff like this on youtube but like a well-produced 
high production value show that's like eight minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially a trailer. I want to see a trailer, but a trailer that has conclusions. Let's let's uh we got a lot of um we got a lot of ninety three to get through. So uh, let's let's steer it back into uh the events. We got uh, yeah a bunch of stuff like let's 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 start off nice and sort of grow to serious. Uh, the best Uh-oh. game of the nineties, Doom, was released in December nineteen ninety three. The best game of the nineties uh, for me, yeah, I reckon. I mean, I'd have to say it'd be right up there. You know, I there's ten life. whole years of video games. I sunk well, maybe a like lot. eight for us, but I sunk a lot of my life into that game. So. Listen to a lot of first oh. albums to that game. It's a it's a definitive definitive. Um, we also had oh. uh, Shannon Doherty was fired from Beverly Hills ninety two one zero. Now, there's all sorts of different reasons that that could have been. She says it's because uh, she like she was basically um, paparazzi uh, number one paparazzi's number one sort of find that time because like she was. Uh, extremely famous and extremely sort of popular, but she's also like had a tendency to lash out and be pretty, pretty um, uh, angry and, and violent at times. So like there was like uh, would we'd see more in the coming years, but um, and apparently her and um, I believe it's Kelly from Beverly Hills. Yeah, apparently they did not yes. get along quite. Uh, as, uh, yeah, apparently it's it weird. Was, I don't uh, remember. Anything more coming of that? I remember she ran over a guy. That's my big thing. My takeaway mm. from Shannon Doherty. Um, but, uh, and also she was sitting at the table with um, Judd Nelson when he <laughs> kicked that girl in the head. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh that Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also, maybe she ran over that guy. Maybe he was, like, standing in the road. Oh, look, I'm sure yes. when we get to it, there's a whole bunch of stuff that, like, you know, that has never come up about that guy or, like, that, that I didn't know, but, yeah. That, 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 Maybe he didn't cross at a crossing. <laughs> Maybe the thing that happens that my wife thinks going to happen to me because I'm a, I'm a uh, legendary jaywalker. Um, she's oh, like, who isn't? And she's like... He's got time to find a crossing. Well, I think it's... No, it's also the fact that I go diagonally a lot <laughs> so it's like i don't go yeah. straight across i tend to like diagonal i don't know what it's just like you know maybe i just like lean to the side um that's fine if there's no cars around but if there's a car around and you're diagonal you better hop into a little jaunt well yeah well i don't hop into jaunts very often um on new year's eve uh in um 1993 howard stern now look we've talked a lot about um celebrities who were quite horrible um seeking redemption these days i believe and it pains me to say because i don't like him a lot but like howard stern's done a lot to sort of change his image and also sort of like skew everything um into a positive light like i will say that like as 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 a celebrity who like was usually you know he was gross he was um he, he was sexist and he was misogynistic and i will say that these days he has taking a turn for the better not saying that excuses anything whatsoever but yeah um i'm saying that like he's one of the ones that is at least trying yeah definitely i same i'm not a huge fan but uh, a lot of what i hear from him now i don't think it's all perfect yeah but i think he's realized that how he used to act and talk was not appropriate yeah um so the reason he's quite nice towards people 
Yeah. Um, the reason we bring it up is that um, he had a, a beauty content contest on on New Year's Eve in which uh, one contestant poured live maggots into her mouth. Uh, another turned her in, herself into a human sundae by smearing ice cream over her naked body. Um, and another sang a dirty song about Hillary Clinton. Um, Ooh. This was... Uh, you can actually watch some of this. It's on YouTube if you uh, if you seek it out. Um, I wouldn't because it's... It's actually like... That sounds like what, or what was from it. It's like It's actually not that, that bad. It's like... Especially for, for these days. But it's... Um, it was just like the the height of him, just like I can do whatever I want. This basically uh, opened the door for private parts. I believe that comes out next year, like the um, the movie. And it's just like he's just he had he had America in the palm of his hand. We also had a now Pablo Escobar was shot. Now a lot of people say he was um, he was shot by the police. Um, a bunch of people also say that he actually shot himself or has had one of his like um, offsiders do it for him. Um, they're not like the official release has never been sort of um. Uh, so he, Pablo Escobar, he, if you don't know, did he die like, from this gunshot? Yes, um, Pablo Escobar, right. um, uh, the um Colombian uh, drug baron, um, that the police had been sort of uh hunting for quite a few years. Um, obviously, there's all sorts of TV shows and podcasts that you can sort of delve more into that. So. Um, and then, um, sadly, and I'll, I'll, I'll end on a sad one this time. Um, we had the Long Island Railway shooting, um, which you messaged me about during the week, because it's quite. Um, it was one of the first mass shootings in America, like that got a lot of media attention. Like this is like years before Columbine and lots of stuff. Um, the shooter went onto the went, went onto the um, a train and just started, just unloaded, um, killed six people. And um, nine and wounded nineteen. One being a um, seven seven month pregnant woman who did successfully have the have the baby. Um, I've been, I was reading a um, they did a a twenty years later thing in the Daily News, the New York Daily News, and they sort of interviewed um, key people throughout the in the case. Um, one of the biggest thing about it was that uh, he decided to represent himself in court. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then because he denied it to begin with, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, and he denied it, and even even though he was arrested by like a bunch of um uh, like uh, people holding him down, and basically got arrested at the thing, like he he was he definitely did it. Um, and then his his lawyers, um, there's a big thing called black rage that a lot of people tried to um, use in the courtroom that day, like those days, like so if like an African American. Um, person created uh, like committed an act. They would say it's because they feel persecuted um, for like just the inequity and in laws and, and and lots of stuff in America towards black people. But he didn't want to. He didn't want to go that route. He wanted to, to basically just defend himself. So, uh, which included him, the assailant, having to question the witnesses. And I mean, how terrifying would it have been? That you were like, you know, you were yeah. possibly shot by this person, or witnessed him shooting someone, and then had to be questioned by him. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's it's quite, it's quite a thing. Like, there's a um a documentary on Prime you can watch about it, and um, there's all all sorts of like um larger sort of um podcasts about it as well. But yeah, uh, 
it's unfortunately a trend that won't won't stop. So, um, uh, here's sports. <laughs> That's this is fine because I have nothing but sad sports. <laughs> uh, but I'm actually going to start off with some good news because I stayed up last night to watch Leeds United get thumped again. Oh, but awesome. uh, I can't say on this day because it's February and we're covering a whole month of December. But they beat Man City three two in December of '93. Let's not talk about the other games. But there was there was a shining light. In there. Uh, Seattle was having a horrible time. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks, that is, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they lost five of their last six games and finished, I think, second from bottom. Uh, did not have a good year, the old Seahawks. But yep. that time will come. Probably well. won't hear about them very often. <laughs> Shut up. The Sonics, on the other hand, there was some positives. They went 11-2 and two in December. Ooh. On the road to potential glory. So this is camp years, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is this is the golden years. Yeah. I should be talking about them a lot more. Yeah, uh, years Lucky or I'm not. Year. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was there was okay. They weren't golden years. They had some silver and bronze years. Right. Okay. They had a team and it was winning games. Okay. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> Okay. We're also in the uh, the bowls season. Unfortunately, not lawn. Um, mostly astroturf. <laughs> Remember last year? There's like the Gator Bowl, the Blockbuster oh, Bowl. Oh yeah, the... yeah, yep. So all of that shit's going on. Love me some bowls. No one cares. <laughs> uh, we had the FIBA African Championship for Women. Ooh. This is the twelfth one. It is. Well done. <gasps> Uh, it was hosted in Senegal, and it was won by Senegal. Ah. Oh. Like, when the host nation wins, like, I'm always like, hmm. Hmm. Well, let, let's come back there. in 94 and, and see see how they go. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, this is one of my favorites. The South Pacific Mini Games. <laughs> <laughs> is it for miniature people as well? <laughs> No, this is it. We don't have Olympics, so let's just do something else. Oh my god! Just stop with the sport. Like stop with this, like. Just wait for the Olympics. No. Like, okay. No. <laughs> well, you need like something in between the Olympics. Like, what are these athletes going to do for three years? Like, you can't just train. Yeah. Okay. You need to compete. Okay. And they competed in such events uh, as athletics, like you know the whole. There's athletics. a lot of that shit. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of that shit. Things. Uh, boxing. There's that's actually like the creed of athletics. There's a lot of that shit. I'm not gonna go through every single event <laughs> in athletics. There's apparently there's 42 different yeah. events. Yeah. All right, keep going. Uh, boxing. There's 12 different tiers of events. Football. There was only one. What sort of? There's football? only one football. Rules? Round football. Ah, oh, okay. Court soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Golf? Uh, is that an odd inclusion for mini games? Did they is golf, golf? an Olympic um, event? No. No, it it's must not. Must be in some Olympics. Golf in Olympics. Keep going. I'm gonna net netball was another one. 
Another odd choice, I feel like. I don't know. And tennis. It was featured in 1900 and 1904. That's when golf was. And it returned in 2016. So, on to our uh, sporting news, I suppose. Yeah. On December 4th, Dan Jansen skates a world record 500 metres. This is ice skating. Yeah, yeah. In 35.92 seconds. Wow. And I only made note of this because, like, the Olympics, Winter Olympics were just on, and I watched speed skating. Did you see, um, did you, did you actually see footage of him? Like, is his cheeks just, like, going... <laughs> is he just, like... I didn't look it up, but I don't know how fast that actually is. I mean, I know it's fast, but... And it's is faster than running. Two little, like, um... Like a like a Back to the Future situation. Is there like two flame lines like coming out from behind him? Yeah, he could not do a loop of the track because the ice melted behind him. I want to... I'm not serious. I, just in it. case you were wondering. I really hope you were. <laughs> um, <laughs> the little part the, of me like little part of me is like, nah, it can't be true. I'm like, maybe is, is it? <laughs> the the current record is almost two seconds quicker. Oh what? So. Yeah, 19 years on, the new record is 33.61 seconds. All right, I'm going to have to see some footage of this stuff because it, be, it could be quite interesting. You don't have 33 seconds on your, on your hands. <laughs> um, I wanted to make note of the Balloon Dior winners. Yeah. Which is uh, soccer's greatest player, basically. It seemed to be in alphabetical order. <laughs> Because you would think Eric Cantona has won it, right? Yeah, yeah. He did. He didn't win it. He came third. What? Yeah, uh, he came third to Burkamp, Dennis. Ah, oh, Burk. Ah. Oh. And Maybe. Baggio, first. You got anything else in your sports talking? I do, uh, because you recall that Daryl Strawberry got divorced recently. Daryl. Yep. Remember that horrible news? Yeah, he just got married on December third. Wow. Mm. So maybe it was not so much like because uh, we thought it was like she left him, but maybe like he's just like look. I imagine there was a separation, and then finally the divorce came because he had another marriage lined up. Yeah, another yeah, another strawberry in the patch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, I I tried to get you some more gossip as I do. Nice. Uh, it's not a great one. Pittsburgh Penguins general manager Craig yeah. Patrick. Was arrested for drink driving. Ooh. He was doing 63 miles per hour in a 35 zone <laughs> with twice the legal limit in his blood. Did he have to coach a peewee hockey team <laughs> in Milwaukee? I think he just, I believe he just got a fine <laughs> like well, they do in real life. I think that should be the fine for any sports person that gets arrested for that thing. That they should have to go coach a pee wee version of their team. For a Are year. you sure? Are you sure, as someone with children, you want someone who was drunk to be around your child? <laughs> I'm as sure as someone who's with children who are never going to play arsehole. I'm fine with. <laughs> oh, okay. Now <laughs> uh, this one, I think you'll also enjoy. Okay. Tommy Morrison. You can guess what his uh, athletic ability was. His name's Tommy. Have a guess. Darts. It was boxing, but close. (laughs) It's a classic boxing name. What are you doing? 
Tommy Morrison, 22A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was charged with assault and public drunkenness. Huh. He allegedly punched a University of Iowa student. Morrison said that the student had been staring at him. (laughs) He paid a $310 fine but said he was innocent. Well, he looked at me. (laughs) What am I fucking supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? That's that's my whole job. People look at me and I punch them. What do you want? (laughs) I can't turn this off. Once Tommy's Tommy's turned on, I can't turn Tommy off. And then he punches the judge in the face. <laughs> look at me, judge. Everyone has to just look away slightly. Just all right. You're sentenced to three hundred. Well, would you look at me? What are you looking at? Just walk around with notes in his pocket, and just like drops three hundred dollars on people. Don't look at me. <laughs> oh man! Imagine you, there's to, your sporting imagine news. if you had to get glasses, and he's like, "Don't look at me." He's like, "I have to look at you." <laughs> <laughs> number one. Number two. Number one. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to film. What a packed month. This is so much different to like 1990 and 91, like where we had like a few films. Like this, is getting, this is getting crazy talk because I think everyone's like, Ugh, I've just had to endure my family for like Christmas. So like, let, get me to a cinema where I can just like switch off my brain. Is this where the Boxing Day film began? Like I when they'd release so. a blockbuster on Boxing Day. Yeah, I mean, I think towards the end of the nineties, like cause I remember that's when, um, like Lord of the Rings and like King Kong and lots of stuff. They all had um Boxing Day releases, which is kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Let's go through the movies: Six Degrees of Separation, Sister Act Two, Wayne's World Two, Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman, Schindler's List, Beethoven's Second, The Pelican Brief, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Philadelphia, Batman: The Mask of Phantasm, Grumpy Old Men, Heaven and Earth, Shadowlands, Tombstone. <gasps> Ghost of the Machine, and In the Name of the Father. Wow, that's a lot. We could have done like a whole side episode just on these. Imagine watching all of these and having to talk about all of them. <laughs> well, let's go through. I won't go through Terrible. all the ones. Like I'm, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll, I'll tick off a few that I, I watched. Um, firstly, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. So this is just after the animated series has has, has been going gangbusters for like all of 92 so they gave they gave them the right they gave them the the green light to do a film this is really great it's like it's one of the most adult uh animated kids films that you'll ever watch like the the themes going on in this and and all sorts of stuff it's just like it's you wonder like was this actually made for kids because like there's a lot going on here it's very heavy and very emotional but um definitely a good time uh, I wanted to just quickly talk about the Ghost in the Machine, which I wish I'd have made you watch because fuck me, it was fun. <laughs> um, it's got was a. It supposed to be fun. It's a horror movie. Um, that's about. Uh... <laughs> it's amazing. So there's a guy called the uh, the date book killer or the address book killer, and he basically this guy works in a electronics store. And he gets his hands on people's address books, and then he just goes and kills people in that book. Like the the opening scene is actually quite chilling. Like he he like the way he murders is actually pretty pretty full on. Um, and is there a ghost in a machine at all? Okay, so what happens is he uh, <laughs> he gets in a car accident, and he goes to the hospital, and then goes into an MRI machine. 
and somehow the MRI sucks his soul <laughs> into the electricity. <laughs> then okay. Just, then he just lives. He just lives in the electricity, so he can sort of just pass through. Like, but he's and it's also like a really big internet one. Like, it's it's like. There's all this like early internet jargon and talk, and basically he can get through routers and get through telephones and all stuff. Directed by the same person that directed Freddy's Dead, like the the last Nightmare on Elm Street we watched, like a couple of um, couple of years ago, a couple of seasons ago. Did they also get someone from Gremlins too? Pretty much, it's pretty much that thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Karen, Karen Allen, so Marion from uh, Indiana Jones, yeah, and Resolve, like she's in it. Um, just she's actually really good in it, I will say. Um, but it's just. It's got the. It's also got one of the kids from Mighty Ducks in it, um, and it's just. It's so. I would suggest you guys should watch this because being horror movie, well, your partner is, and also just, it's so ninety. Like the kids in this movie are dressing so nineties, they might as well be a Tazo. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And um, so there's one scene in particular where I believe it's a cop or a judge. I can't remember. Like. He's heating something up in the microwave, and the cure, the killer gets into the microwave and makes it go even hotter. <laughs> and then, oh this, no, this guy like walks into the kitchen and like the heat is just, and he starts bubbling, and it's just like the the makeup effects are amazing. Um, but yeah, he gets all like all pussy and like, it's just so gross but so cool. If you get a chance, watch Ghost in the Machine because man, it is a hoot. Um, I, will, I was I will tempted to you, when I saw Karen Allen. I will warn you, there is a dog death in the film, though. <sighs> and also has one of my greatest fears. Um, so a boy gets into a pool, but they've got one of those electronic pool covers, and he has to go. Oh yeah. Un- he has to un- unhook something underneath the cover, but then like like the killer, get- the ghost in the machine, gets into the pool thing and starts like closing it, and he has to get out. And like I actually was, <laughs> I was like, come. I'm like I knew he was gonna get it. It's like it was actually it was actually quite tense there for 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 a second. So yeah, he was trying to kill children. Yeah, so he's basically because like the oh. the address book that he gets is Karen Allen's, and this is Karen Allen's son. And um, oh, yeah, it's just it's and the amount of times that Karen Allen's like, I don't know about computers, I hate computers, and everyone's like going, Well, <laughs> you're gonna have to start knowing about it because like otherwise you're gonna get killed. Is uh, there any police in the soundtrack? No. Is there a ghost? Is no. there a police song called the Ghost in the Machine? Well, they had an album called Ghost in the Machine. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, yeah. And what's another one that I won't linger on? Did you watch Grumpy Old Men? No, I chose Beethoven's second over okay. that. So I watched Grumpy Old Men. Um, it's actually not as funny as I thought it was going to be, but it's it's quite. Oh. It's quite a good like back and forth um, between Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Jack Lemmon's like a national treasure. I fucking love him. Watch him in anything. Um, Says Walter. Come on. Yeah, Walter Matthau's good too. Yeah. Um, they basically both want to have sex with the same one. <laughs> That's pretty much. Um, it's got Burgess Meredith, like the penguin from the 60s Batman in it. He plays Jack Lemmon's dad in it. I'm like, man, he's so old. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Walter Matthau, apparently, after. Um, uh, filming in like freezing temperatures in in uh, Wisconsin got double pneumonia. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's too old for that. Oh man, they're, they're, all that is just and um. But there's an awesome bit like um like they do a bit of a. I, I was going to ask you this. 
Do you like a bit of an outtakes pack- package in the uh, in the credits? Are you a, you a fan of that or not a fan of that? Oh, yeah. If there's any sort of bloopers, I'm always keen on some bloopers. Yeah, so they got some bloopers in the in the credits of this one. Burgess Meredith um, over and over saying, because Walter Matthau is going to like the lady's house, and it's basically just him saying like he's going to have sex with her in all sorts of different dirty ways, and it's amazing. And Jack Lemmon's like trying not to like burst out laughing. It's a it's a joy. Gross. Um, so let's go on to something that we both. I oh, don't. You tell, tell me about uh, Beethoven second. Um, is there more Groden? Are we at peak? Um, there's there's still too much Groden. <laughs> uh, he did is not it... take any acting classes between this and the first one. So he's still just talking like this, and just being. So, I mean, I know it's aimed at kids, so, <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be realistic, but scenes where, like, he spills coffee on himself, and you've clearly just tipped the cup towards you and poured <laughs> it on yourself. Do they do that thing it's... in all 90s kids sequels where it's just, like, um, they they always, like, put in a bunch of stuff from the old ones, so there's, like, the bit where he's, like, where Beethoven's, like, wet and he's shaking himself off and everyone gets wet. Does that happen again? Uh, not that exact thing, but there's yeah a lot of dog drool again. Yeah, um, him eating things he shouldn't, ah, getting into mischief, of course. Um, um, I do appreciate that they they knew they had a star in Beethoven. They got the same dog back, so yes. this is essentially the end of Beethoven because after the second one, it's not the same dog. Does the girl nearly so, drown again by like obviously jumping into a pool instead of falling? In? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's not too much of the girl, which is nice. <laughs> this um, also, so you know the running theme of guys being jerks and then suddenly being nice and getting the girl? Yes. Beethoven flips it. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so Danny Masterson is in it, by the way. Ooh. Uh, doesn't sexually assault <laughs> anyone. Funnily enough, he's not the rapist in this film. Ooh. Um... So Wait, there's there, his is hunky... there a rapist in this film? Hang on. Okay. Well, well, I mean, no, it's a kid's film. Okay. But there's this hunky guy who wins over the parents and, like, remember, the girl is called Rice. Remember how she's called Rice? <laughs> Fuck, what are they thinking? Uh, I guess she's is, white. Is the guy's name Bean? Um, <laughs> that's Jasmine. Go on. Um, <laughs> oh, Debbie Mazzaro. So... Chris Penn's in it? Yeah, just being Chris Penn. Oh man, he's all like he came straight from Reservoir Dogs for this film. Calling <laughs> people motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, just he walked off set with his Reservoir Dogs wardrobe <laughs> and into this film. Has he got like a, that that um is that that shiny pale blue tracksuit that he's got going on? Oh my god, pretty much. Yeah. Um, with like he's wearing one of those weird shirt jackets with no shirt underneath. Oh, sort of thing. Fantastic. I want to steal the fucking dog. Why are we getting the fucking dog? <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's this beautiful young high school guy who is into this super nerdy girl for some reason. Who knows? Because she's boring as... Oh, she's rice. Um, <laughs> he, they go away to this lake house. He's there. He's wooing her. She's like, ah! And then he locks her in a bedroom. And she's like, ah... Uh, let me out and then he goes all creepy he's like you're about to have the best night of your life but nothing ever happens because beethoven tears the house apart and he (laughs) he does a mortal mortal combat scream 
as he falls into the lake from the second floor. A Mortal Kombat scream? Yeah. That's you know that the Mortal Kombat scream? Yeah. He does that as he falls from the second story. I don't know what's going on. Um, but the highlight is there's extra dogs, there's puppies, there's a Great Dane, there's a German Shepherd. <laughs> and again, everyone says Beethoven weird. What, Be- Beethoven? Beet- Beethoven. Beethoven. I don't know. I don't Beethoven. like it. Um, it's like it's two words. Uh, like anyway, it. one star. This was terrible. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go on to uh, Sister Act 2. Did you watch that? I did. Nice. The students of St. Francis have a problem with discipline. They don't have any. The faculty needs help from above. But they're going to find it. In Las Vegas. Touchstone Pictures presents the second coming of Sister Mary Clarence. Help us by becoming a teacher. What would I teach? What would I teach? Teach music. Hello. She's back in the habit again. I know that I've seen you somewhere before. Have you ever been to the Chi-Chi Club? Say it with me. Come on. Chi-Chi Club. Chi-Chi Club. This time, she's giving a group of holy terrors. I'm going to turn you guys into a choir. A lesson they'll never forget. Sing something, they ain't gonna get the crap kicked out of us, yo. You got it. Ow! Get up off of that thing. And now everyone's learning the only thing more fun than performing an act of God. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Is taking it on the road. You're being insubordinate. I'm good at that. Sister Mary Clarence is no ordinary nun. Um, it was good. Yeah, like uh, it took me a while just to sort of like because this one and Waynesville too, um, probably didn't need to be made and were made way too quickly. Um, and this one doesn't really have a really strong story like like the last one. You just got um, uh, her going back to the to a to a new school. Or to yeah, to, to help the nuns out at a school who that is like that's gonna be uh, they've got these unruly kids which aren't they don't seem that unruly to be to be honest like they're not really doing like it's not dangerous minds like these kids no they pull their socks up pretty quickly yeah and I don't think they were I don't think the, the socks were that down <laughs> I think they were just like they all seem oh the socks were down they were not doing any work in that class yeah but it's music class that's why you do music class yeah it's true um. I love seeing Lauren Hill before uh, pre pre Fuji's. Such Hill. a baby! I yeah. didn't know she was ever so young. Her voice is amazing in it. Um, and the original Brittany Murphy, I can't remember her name. Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> no. Jennifer Love, Jennifer Love <laughs> no. Hewitt's in, Jennifer Love in this movie. Not that you would notice, but she is. Kathy Najimy is back, and I want her to be my mom. <laughs> <laughs> or my sister or... Did... So I want her in my life I want her in my life a lot more Did you watch the Brittany Murphy doco yet? No She's in it a little bit It's very sad oh. um... Um, But there's a girl in the front row Who looks exactly like Clueless's Brittany Murphy Oh okay It's very very odd um, So yeah it's I mean I think it's a thing of 
cashing in on that sort of thing. And I'm glad they didn't do a third one. But apparently, um, there's a new one coming out sometime in the next year or two. Like they've um, they've they've got it slated for release. So I don't know um, whether that's still going ahead. You've got James Coburn just <laughs> rocking up to do like a day's work and just being like the guy that wants to shut a school down and gets locked in a cupboard with salami. Um, through the drawer. so weird. <laughs> um, I do like the I do like the priests at the school. Um, I do think that they both look like hobos because I think they've played hobos in other movies, and I'm like, why the little guy from Green Mile. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why are they priests now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like, look if you have, if you've never seen it before, it's it's worth a go. Like the songs are amazing, but let's let's move on to Wayne's World too. Paramount Pictures presents Extreme Like, I just don't know. It's like, not I, what it used to be. It's not... It's not even that. It's just that I think... Here's my thing. Like, I, I, it's that whole thing of, like, just a bunch of sketches just being sewn together. And that's even more in this time. Like, when they did that Jurassic Park thing, oh, my God. Like, it's just cringy. Like, I, I found myself cring- cringing a lot more in this. Like, there's just, like... Mm. And um, but I will I will ask you. And if you're not if you don't know what the movie's about, Wayne's World Two is basically uh, two, two guys from Wayne's World. Um, now they uh, are going to put on a show in Aurora, um, and they're trying to get the bands and stuff. But meanwhile, Wayne's girlfriend is uh, well. You know, she never actually she's never actually into Christopher Walken. Like Wayne basically writes her script for her. And comes comes down in a way to like basically no one else can look at like Christopher Walken can't even look at her without Wayne thinking that he's trying to fuck her. That's like, but then the dad arranges a marriage. Apparently, this is like like Tia Carrera's character in this movie. Um, it's like she, all that stuff that she got in the first one is just reduced to nothing. I think I think her character is like just a prop in this one, and it sucks. Yeah. Um, but did you have you ever heard the story of what happened? behind the scenes of this movie before it came to be the Wayne's World 2. Do you mean the fact that uh, Mike and Dana didn't like each other? Or Not that. The other so story? basically, Mike Myers wrote this movie in which Wayne's World, uh, like Wayne basically makes his own country. <laughs> Ooh. So uh, they and they had these these set des- they had set designs. They're about to go. They're about to um, 
they're about to uh, they're about to like actually start shooting. And then he actually admitted to the producer, or so basically the head of the studio, that he um, stole this from a movie called Passport to Pimlico. This 1949 film. He basically said, like, I actually stole the story from this. And <laughs> we're just doing like a bit of a... It's basically a homage to it. And like the, um, the head of the studio, <laughs> Sherry Lansing said what the fuck do you think you're doing <laughs> you cannot do this you needed to tell us this like what do you and like, basically she brought him into like the um like the board of directors tore strips off him to the point that apparently he was lying on a couch in the fetal position crying because he thought that like basically she basically said like we're gonna ruin you like you're not gonna work in this town again like you're not gonna no one's gonna hire you sort of thing and she's like you better go over to law michaels who's the 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 um, creator of Saturday Night Live, go to Lauren's office, lock yourself in, and don't come out until you've got a fucking script. And that's what happened. That's why this movie's like just like basically a bunch of sketches. That's why it's more Saturday Night Live than the first one because they just had to do it within. A, I think it was within a week they had to rewrite the an entire movie. I mean, they did all right then. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, the best part of the movie is Del Preston. Um. He plays like a an old um. <laughs> an old roadie from like the 60s and 70s who s- tells the same story about beating the sun to death with his own shoes <laughs> he was one of my favorites growing up and then re-watching it i felt like wayne and garth oh like, really hit the the first time he's in it you're like oh my god this is amazing and then each time he comes back i'm less and less enthused Except for the part when he's showing the map of the, the the stage, and he's like telling Wayne and Garth, they got they got like a little model, and then suddenly he like pulls in these machine guns. Like on either side of the stage, there'll be some machine gun turrets. They've got they've got quite a lot of kick. <laughs> it's like, and Garth goes, "When did you turn into a sucker?" <laughs> a nut bar. A nut bar. Yeah, that that yes. um that bit in particular. That's the sort of absurdity that I liked from the first one. That's like the the cool stuff. Like, it, and it, it it comes so so infrequently in this movie. Like, it's it's just a straight comedy. Like, so the whole naked Indian bit, um, the whole kung fu fighting with the dad bit, I find very cringy. Um, mm. Just like it's just a um like I read one review it was like why is there like multiple um nods to um dishwashing detergent like there's like or laundry liquid like there's like four jokes about laundry liquid in there um you've got uh, there's a style at the time you've got the um the gay bar scene which I find is just like I don't know it's like I don't know whether it's like they were just trying to like none none of it's done with any sincerity it's just like um. This is what is a hallmark of your particular, like, you know, so we'll go to a gay bar and we'll dress as the village people and we'll dance to YMCA because that's what we know about In the middle of the afternoon. In the middle of the afternoon, yeah. Um, And just, yeah, as they're like with with Tia Carrera's, like, like her character is just like not given anything in this movie. Um, I like, I mean, and I, I, you know, I like the, I like the Charlton Heston bit. Um, It's quite good. Uh, Except the fact that it's Charlton Heston. Well, yeah, and then uh, Dana Carvey. Like, I mean, um, Garth's bits in this. I mean, <laughs> when he finally has sex with Kim Basinger, he's <laughs> like, "I hope it wasn't too much of an animal." <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it when Garth has confidence. <laughs> yeah, um, but then I was watching it, and my wife just sort of like, was sort of in and out, and she's and she walked in 
in the scene where every time a girl walked past, Garth went swing. Yeah. And she's like, that's gross. And I'm like, it is, isn't it? I'm like, can you imagine how many guys did that in the years after this movie, just like out in a bar or something like that, and the girl walks past and they go swing. Like, can you imagine anything of like, you would just be like the the absolute uh, opposite of sexual attraction if if someone like thrusted their crotch at you and said swing. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. There's, there is a lot of disappointing or questionable moments throughout this, uh, but there's still enough fun quotable moments where I would still. I'm not gonna say I still love it, but. It hasn't lost all of its shine for me. There's still there's still enough there. No, it's to me it's stricken from the record. Except their faces. <laughs> I did not know how old their faces were. They should not have zoomed in on them as often as they did. And also, I mean, I think that they're still trying to be like this, but like in the movie, they're supposed to be like maybe early twenties. But it's like, yeah, no, um, yeah, no, nah, it's it's done. I'm done. Done with them. Oh, off you fuck. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't know. I just this one. I was like, I was, I was more like, I was, I was like, cringy disappointed of anger. I was just like, oh, just fucking just try and. Well, before we get onto sadder films, let me cheer you up because okay. I made a note for one of my films I forgot to mention. Okay. Beethoven second, in the first five or so minutes, in the tree, there are two, turtle doves. Oh, nice turtle doves. Because it's all like romance, Beethoven's out prowling for a girlfriend, and there's just couples everywhere, and it pans to the tree, and we have two turtle doves. Turtle doves. Um, it lives on. So, I've only got... Uh, what else have I got? I didn't get around to the pelican brief. I didn't get a bunt. I'm assuming there's no pelicans in it. So, who gives a fuck? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I didn't... Gilbert what, Grape. Did, I, you, did you watch it? I kind of... I, no, I didn't. I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen it start to finish. Like I saw bits as a kid, and I know that it was rated so highly, but I don't think I want to watch it now. I don't know. Whether I don't would, think anyone should want to watch it now. I don't know whether it would age as well. And um, also, there's yeah. a bit. There's a bit. There's a long, a long con joke in um, an American Dad, Dad episode involving squirrels. That probably won't make let me um, watch it with the respect that it needs to. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? God damn, that bit still is fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I remember seeing it back in the day. Um, is it the Joe? Is it the um, the Johnny Depp factor for you? No, it's the uh, the mum and the Leo factor. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's instead. Well, what's what's what else have you been um, watching? Well, I didn't watch Philadelphia, so there was three heavy, heavy films on this list. Yes. And I managed two of them. Philadelphia. I mean, they're all Schindler's List, Philadelphia, and In the Name of the Father are all amazing films. I could yes. not handle all three. Philadelphia, I remember enough as a child to go. That's such a good fucking movie and it's so well done and it's so gross that this happens in the world um probably so i didn't relive that yeah i didn't relive that um schindler's list i watched for the first time ever and i know we spoke in the week about let's not critique this sort of topic but it was it was amazing 
Like it was, Everyone, everyone should yeah. watch that film. Um, but yeah, it's not for us to sort of sit here and go like, is it good or bad? It is what it is. And you need to, like, I, I actually think it should be mandatory viewing for high school students. Um, like probably like 15, 16 year olds, I'd say. Mm. It's just, it's necessary. Like, and if you've never seen it or if you've been like me, like, who sort of said like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've seen it. Like, it's one of those ones like you're never in the mood for. It's just one of those ones where you have to just. I, I did it over three, so I basically did an hour each watch, and that's and then I'd sort yeah. of go away and and think about it for a bit, and then come back, and it's it's just it's sickening and it's it's powerful, and yeah, all we can say is is just watch it. Um, but are you did you watch in the name of the Father? I did. I was telling Laura all week about how the I wanted her to watch it because it was. It was one of those films I watched too young, yeah. and I didn't know if I enjoyed it because I thought, hey, I'm an adult because I'm watching this grown-up film, or if it was actually good, or the fact that I had a friend from Northern Ireland, and this is how his parents talked, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's great. I, I mean, What's there's some flaws. So, this guy from Northern Ireland moves over to England because there's, I don't know if it's officially the IRA in Northern Ireland that tell him to get fucked um but he's causing trouble around the streets and they're like just get out of here because we don't you're causing trouble that's not worthwhile yeah so he moves to england um he steals money from a sex worker later that night a bomb goes off and kills four or five people and the police are like these two irish guys did it because they're irish they're in the neighborhood someone dubbed them in and he goes to jail for over 15 years with his dad with his friend, his auntie and her children go to jail for being like co-conspirators. Yeah. Um, I only gave it four stars for the fact that it was heavily dramatized. Yeah. So they made up a lot of things just to me. Come on. He's, he's ridiculous. I grew up thinking that he was Irish. (laughs) I watched, um, so good in this film. He's so perfect. I watched there will be blood. Um, I think it was like the last movie I watched of last year. And um, have you ever seen that before? No, I haven't. Oh man, if you wanna, if you mm. wanna get some Daniel Day, <laughs> man. Well, we do now. Like after watching this, all I want to do is watch his films. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, and I've I'm yet to watch it. Like I've I've I keep meaning to um the Phantom Thread, and apparently that's brilliant as well. That's his last film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pete Pothelwaite's in it too. Um, always love seeing so him. good. Yeah, he's he is underrated. Like he is in so many good films in the nineties. Um, only recently passed away. Emma Thompson, um, is also amazing. Amazing in this. Yeah, I remember seeing this. I've seen this a couple of times over the years. But um, again, like it was that thing of like, look, yeah, like it's it's something that everyone should watch. But it's like it's tough to watch again because you know that like. Is going to mentally sort of take it out of your sort of thing. So it's just... Um... It's interesting to see... So this sort of injustice is still going on all the time. Yeah. But it's so heavily focused now on minorities and people of colour because they're seen as lesser people by a lot of white people. Yeah. Um, It's very interesting to see back in the 90s, it was very much just white and white. Yeah. Like, the white people didn't think about other minorities. It was like... White people being hard done by, which like is fair, they were, and Irish people were seen as lesser people by a lot of the English. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> watch the commitments; they have a big, big whole thing about it. <laughs> about yeah. how the English season. Yeah. Um, 
I want to end on a slightly sort of not I wouldn't say happier, but like it's um we me and me and Mal watched Tombstone. Um, I hadn't seen. I, I don't think I'd ever seen this. I think I'd seen parts of it, and I think I'm not a big Western guy. Like I think I've established that, and um, uh, and Mal actually doesn't mind the old Western, so it's like it was good to sort of watch it. Um, two people who've never seen it before. It's a decent movie. Like Val Kilmer's performance in this as Doc Holliday is is amazing. He basically is sick for the entire movie, so he's just like. He always looks sort of just a bit pale and and sweaty and just like, but he's like some of his one <laughs> some of his one liners is great. Like he's got he's he's kind of like a um yeah he's got this sort of um drawl to him and this like sort of swagger. It's awesome. Um, you got Kurt Russell. Just um, I would love to know whether that's a fake mustache or not because if it is, well done, Kurt. That's amazing. <laughs> you got Michael Bean. Um, uh, I think this is like Who's Michael Bean. He is um, Hicks in Aliens. Oh, you wouldn't know that. Um, he is no. uh, Kyle Reese in the first Terminator. Sure. Oh my god. Um, you got Sam Elliott. You no got Bill Paxton. The first Terminator. Yeah, Bill. Oh, fucking first Terminator is better than the second one. Um, Bill Paxton sure. um, is, uh, is is great in it. He's only a little bit. Um, Powers Booth plays like the big bad guy in it. Um, we also have Shelton Heston again. He was just basically just like. <laughs> going from movie to movie doing like two minute scenes and then like walking off got a young uh jason Priestley in there um it's oh i did not know that got a young thomas hayden church of ned and stacy in there nice um yeah there's, there's quite a lot of um like these bit players and like uh, you got a michael rooker but yeah if you've never if you've never seen it like uh, it's it was it was enjoyable watch and it's like yeah it's it's i just like like those I know that the bullets back in those times weren't as full on as like the bullets we have now because like multiple people got shot in this movie and then just like walked off. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, they're just like little pellets or something like that. I don't know. Um, well, it's oldie times. Bullets weren't as good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the films. Um, it's going to be tough to find a, a, the 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 best one because they all have. Yeah. Like, it just won't be Wensworth too. So I'm <laughs> moving on to uh, TV. All right. So um, big one for me in my childhood. After I came from school, and I got my snack, and maybe watch some Looney Tunes, maybe watch some uh, Mash. Is that you'd click over and uh, to Channel Nine, and The Price Is Right would be on with uh, oh, Larry yeah. Emder. Larry Emder and a and a and just like a a harem full of models that he had with him. <laughs> and, um, you know, we'd be... Um, I, I, I think out of all... And I wouldn't be alone here. Out of all the game shows of that time, Price is Right is my favourite. I think it's just... You had variety in the games. Um, Larry Emder was actually quite good. You got to see people... Um, you know, in real time, get disappointed <laughs> by someone else. Like if they if they bid like two dollars ahead of them, <laughs> you just like looking at each other, just like, oh my god, you. Fuck. There was also like an interactive aspect where like you felt you could play along a bit more. Yeah, to be involved. Yeah, like it's, it, a it, ge- it, it's a guessing game essentially. It kept your interest. Yeah, you kept your interest in all stuff, and it's like you know, it's it's one of those things. I look it 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 probably encouraged uh like maths to be taught so you could understand everything <laughs> like i guess well because like yeah. me, me, me and me and my son have watched some stuff some some kids tv shows from the 90s and the questions they're asking on that to like nine and ten year olds is amazing like you can just tell 
the the level of school and what like the the respect they had for like what kids could learn from back then to now is just frightening. <laughs> they were like asking stuff about um certain authors and bits in history. I'm like, how were kids back then? No, I was like, oh, maybe they actually like kids back then were actually like listening and <laughs> and, and got and got smarter. I don't know, but yeah, what's it was, an it author? Was... <laughs> uh, so. Oh. Uh, Price is Right, yeah, definitely one of my one of my hearts. My, um, I'll try and find some stuff. There's a really good um, article, I think it's through, maybe through the AV Club. In America, um, they interviewed a bunch of contestants who won and what they did with their winnings and like just and some one of them goes from like from like they basically lined up outside to be in the studio audience and what happens when you get picked and it's just those ins and outs of game shows is just like. I love it. It's like gravy to me. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> um, the state premiered on MTV. If you've never seen the state, it's like a it's like a sketch show. Um, but it's got um, I don't know whether you're familiar with um, Reno Nine One One. Yes. So it's got a couple couple of people from that, and also it's got a very young um, uh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, his little Andre Brown. No, his little offsider like. Um, oh, Charles Boyle, Joe yeah. Coolio. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's oh. one of the first things that he was in um, as a, as a sketch um, performer. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance, I think you can watch a few of them on YouTube. Uh, very funny stuff. Very sort of obscure sometimes too. Like it's like it was that time where um, it was an MTV show, and um, it's just uh, it was right up there with um, Kids in the Hall and, and lots of stuff. Um, yeah, so if you get a chance, check that out. So uh, is, it, is it time to guess the name? <laughs> yeah, so now it's uh, time for everyone's new favourite bit. Definitely mine. <laughs> it's a bit where I'm... Definitely where I'm, where, not mine. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm editing, I'm just like, I just giggle, giggle, giggle to this bit. Um, I also got a message from one of my friends, Graham, this week saying that you should have done it to the tune of um, uh, Informer. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm like, and I'm like <laughs> I don't know if my tongue could handle it. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, it would be fun, but yeah, I think I think we'll stick with um, we didn't start the fire. Um, so yeah, if you don't know, um, this is a bit where like we we are big Conan fans here, Conan O'Brien fans, and he started he started in in uh, just, uh, September '93. Um, we got the idea a few episodes back to uh, when when we're talking about uh, his guests. Ben would try and list every guest that have been on the show, and I reckon you should, you should include musical guests now too. Let's, uh, let's okay, try and... uh, only because it's December and it's a slightly shorter month. Yeah, but now, from now on, it's going to be musical guests too. So I got to I got to start pushing it, pushing your limits here. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, and he does it to the tune of "We Didn't Start the Fire" by our Lord and Savior William Joel. Um, so I'm going to start my. Clock up. Okay. Hang on. Let me... I'm just going to do a little trial here <clears throat> and see if this works. But in your head. I'm wondering if I can play the song in the background so you can't hear it, but I can hear it. No, no. You're fine. No, I cannot do that, apparently. It's better, if you, it's better if you struggle. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Definitely going to struggle. Well... Um, if you hear me yell at NA, it's because there was no musical guest. <laughs> <laughs> NA, NA. <laughs> All right. 
Okay. Let's... So how does the song go again? Uh, why, I don't know why I still haven't listened to the song. I don't know why. I mean, I listen to it at least once a week. Just because. I think I've listened to it once since this idea came along. And it wasn't even the whole song. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray. Is that the actual lyrics? Yeah, it is. You fucking square. <laughs> and then it's, we didn't start the fire. Why am I doing this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> because it's funnier if uh, it's something I don't know. Yeah. Respect the Joel, dude. Okay. Okay. All right. It's gonna be, I'm going to do three, two, one, and get you start on go. All right? So. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Katie Couric, Matt Harris, Solomon Burke, Charlton Heston, Chuck, Sogar, Mark, right, and A. Leslie Nelson, <laughs> Jay Moore, Blue, Jan Werner, Ocean Blue, Jenning, Jenning Garofalo. <laughs> Shelley Winters, Daniel Bolden, Ruth Brown, Peter Riggett, Carol Out, Don Mountain, and A. Mike Myers, Nickel Eggett, Squeeze, Michael McKean, John Starks, MC Light, Pussavino, Russell Bellicker, Jeff Garland, Martina McBride. <laughs> Al Roker, Brandon Tartikoff, Roshimba N.A. Kristen Ricci, Tony Goldman, Mickey Dolans N.A. Paulie Shaw, Dave Marsh, Robert Gordon, Gabriel Carters, Casey Kerr, Don Bryan. Grant Shad, Tony Bennett, Carolyn McKilden, N.A. Alec Bolden, Charlie Rose, Five Line Boy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fucking Alec Bolden. Oh, that's it. No. Robert Klein, Mary Beth Hurt, Eddie Lawrence. Kiss ass Turkey Sanders lips. Turkey Sanders. You're done. I was trying to end it somewhere, and that was the last bit before January. Kiss ass Turkey Sanders. Sketches include Kiss ass Turkey Santa's lap ventriloquist dummy choir. Oh my god. I've got to listen to the song. We all should. Yeah. There you go. That, um, thank you. That's that wasn't welcome. Uh, we only have one episode of uh, Law and Order this week, so it's time for the Law and Order Minute. Uh, yeah, um, and I have to admit, not a great one, <laughs> not a great month, or not a great episode. It's not a great episode. It was actually like, and like, oh. you know what? It's one of the ones where I, you know what? Let's do it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute. All right, uh, three, two, one, Law and Order Me. There was only one episode for the month of uh, December 1993, oh. and it was a pretty shit one. Um, the Pursuit of Happiness, this is one of those ones that, like, um, even the first, <laughs> the first, like, little um, tease of it in the, at the start, I, like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, I remember this one. This is shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's all about a Russian, Russian business owner that um, has, oh, no, a, a, male, a, a business owner that has a Russian mail order bride. Um, and there's all sorts of affairs and stuff. I don't know why I don't like it. I think it's just, um, even the detectives in this one seem like they're sort of just phoning it in. Um, I think we've talked about on the, uh, the X-Files podcast, like there's just, there's just certain episodes where you just feel like everyone's just like, we got to get through this. Um, after a business owner is shot and killed, um, everyone thinks that it is this Russian mail order bride that, um, killed him and the man that she's having an affair with. So, um... No real decent... Uh, oh, the new Law and Order started this week. Let's talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> no. Your minute is up. It's kind of an apt song for it. Yeah, anyway. that's that's what I thought. 
Um, you took way too long to talk about the episode, so now you get no law and honor. Oh no, that's cool. I like. I, I didn't want to. I didn't even want to give it the uh, the time of day, really. But that's fine. Um, Gosh. Yeah, it's just, you know, I, I'm like you got like we had like some banger episodes leading up to that, and it's like eh, I don't know. Um, I think they also knew that it was going to be like the December one that no one will probably watched. <laughs> so um, let's go on. To... I mean, with all those movies coming out, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not going to try to go up against Wayne's World too. Um, <laughs> so let's go on music. So, not a lot of releases, but we got the Aria charts. Um, it's Please Forgive Me by Brian Adams, which we talked about in our last episode, the chart topples of 1993. We don't know what he's actually asking forgiveness for. I think he might have murdered a transient. Um, Billboard charts <laughs> again. <laughs> um, we've got Janet Jackson, and we also um, start the reign of Hero by Mariah Carey. Um, she's up there for a while with that one, so... Um, mm. when a hero comes, yeah, out. with the strength to carry on. I can't remember. The then what? <laughs> what? What happens when a hero comes along? Um, I don't know. Everyone's happy, like, hey, hero. <laughs> um, let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about. Um, let's talk about the the releases. There wasn't that many. Like the the most the major ones we have. Um, uh, the. Uh, we got Ramones with Acid Eaters, um, and we also got uh, the Verve Pipe. Um, is there any other ones that you... Um, we also had one from um, Enigma. Um, anything else that you were listening to? I listened to the Enigma one. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm, and... not, I'm not Enigma shaming. Like, it's, you know, you can, you can like Enigma. Did you listen to all of it? No. Did you get to this song? Oh, yeah. How good is this song? Have you never heard this song before? Yeah, of course I have. I didn't realize that it was a thing that existed at any point. I just thought that it was noises. <laughs> but there was this time in the 90s where just overlaying vocals was just... I guess Enya and, and Sade probably started that for a lot of people. I remember it just being around in like a lot of... Um, uh... You know, did your did your um, school ever do Rock of Stanford? Uh, no, but I've heard of it through your side of the family. Yeah, so Rock of Stanford's like um, a like a dance and and it's it's like a like yeah, basically like you get um different schools like put and they, there's always a theme and then they sort of they make a dance routine or like something up to that theme. And I remember like there must have been at least one of them that had that song because I remember sitting in, in school assembly like hearing that song like going <laughs> like it's a good song but like not when you're like forced to listen to it and watch people prancing around to it like in and you're like in year five I can imagine a lot of kids doing shitty interpretive dance to it oh yeah yeah it's like when yeah. you when your kids are dancing like everything's interpreted it's like you, you, you're kind of uncoordinated yeah um, Acid Eaters, but I mean, I'm not a big Ramones fan. Um, like it's one of these things where, uh, you know, I like, they're, they're fine. I think they just get like a way too much, um, like honor chucked on them. Like, I, I just don't know whether like they're as, as big as what everyone thinks they are. Um, this one had like a few covers on it too. I don't know. Like, I think there might be one more. 
Well, this could be the last one. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, they do a. But nobody cares either way. They do a they do a um, a version of substitute, and they also do one with um. Have you ever seen the rain? I believe How actually. Strange. 1994 might be... Well, 1994 95 is when they had that last ever concert where they have, like, Eddie sings at it and Chris Cornell and Lars and, Rant, and Lars and Jim from Rancid are there. So that must be 95 or 96, yeah. So they might, I reckon they got one more album left in them. But um, that last concert ever is pretty good. I remember watching that one. I don't, I don't have a lot of time for them. I, I get that, you know... In their heyday, it would have been very important to have something like that, and I'm sure they did some good, but eh. My favourite thing is when, um, so when I was playing in bands, <laughs> the amount of old punks um, who saw kids in Ramones t-shirts and just like, oh, they probably never even heard an album. And it's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> name three songs. Name three <laughs> name songs. Three songs. Name three songs. <laughs> it's like... Uh, the one that sounds like the other one and the other one that sounds like the other one and you say one, two, three, four at the start of it and, like, and it's just indiscernible. I believe in miracles fast and I believe in miracles slow. It's like, and then it's like, lucky guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was the shit one. Um, uh, there was one more album I was very excited to listen to on this list. Okay. Dance of December Souls by Catatonia. Now, is this... Is this the Catatonia that will eventually do the Mulder and Scully song? No, it is fucking not that Catatonia, and I was very upset. <laughs> some shitty metal band. <laughs> I was like, because I went, I went to Catatonia like this week, and I was like, they haven't got an album out in 1993. And I realized it was, it was, it was with a K, and I'm like, and I listened to it, I'm like, oh, no, this is not what I wanted at all. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I really <sighs> liked. Now. Can I guess? Yes. Oh, I was going to say uh, Jodeci, but it's not Jodeci? No. The Verve Pipe? The Verve Pipe. It's really good, huh? Uh, look, it's kind of like um, I found this. It's, it kind of reminded me a lot of Cannon Crows. And it took me a little bit to get to like um to get used to his voice. I don't know. I still don't know whether I like it or not. But like, I like how they got a full range of instruments. Like on some songs, they got like a horn section. There's a different. There's a bunch of differing styles, but they still sort of make it their own, which I liked about Cannon Crows too. Like they can have like a, a full sort of banging electrical one, but also like have a ballady one. That, but you still know that it's Cannon Crows. Um. So yeah, I I kind of liked Verve Pipe um, more than I thought I was going to like them. Yeah, I recall them from, I think it might have been last season. Um, and like a slightly above average album. Like it was okay. It wasn't the best of the month. But I I did I do remember listening to it and being like, this this isn't bad. But this is a definite step up. I This is taking out my album of the month easily. Oh yeah, same here. Um, I believe their big hit comes out in 96. Um with, um, but we'll get to that then. But um, yeah, they're they're kind of still in that um that realm of um, you know, I'll put like better than Ezra and all that sort of stuff like that sort of like middle of the road, yeah. Um, sort of 
crap rock. <laughs> it was a wuss rock. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like I really like the Verb Five. Um, so that, yeah, I think so for both of us taking out our album of the month for nineteen ninety three. What is your movie of the month? It's so so difficult. Um, I'd never seen Schindler's List before. Mm. Let's take, that out. Up... Let's take that out of contention. Are we? Okay. Because uh, I also have to admit, when Ralph Fiennes stepped onto the screen, I was like, Jeez. wait. Oh, that was Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> the first day of the film, I didn't realize that it was Liam Neeson and then Ralph Fiennes came along. Because they're the same person. <laughs> oh um, do you not think they look very, very similar? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so well, that was very dismissive and just like didn't. Yeah, sorry. No, I, I, I know. Like, I was amazed about how um, Liam Neeson has, doesn't seem to have aged that much, really. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a vampire. Probably. Um, well, yeah. If I'm taking Schindler's List off the table, then it's in the name of the Father by many, many lengths. I gave this four stars. It was a fantastic film. Uh, I don't know how easy it is to get a hold of, but if anyone can see it, I'd recommend it. Uh, it is a bit... I think you have to rent it. Um, look, I, I'm torn because like, I could either take this like, take this seriously <laughs> nah. and, say, and say give it to um, Tombstone because I've had a lot of fun watching that. But like, I like a good trashy horror when I find it. And I was like, <laughs> Ghost in the Machine held my attention for a lot longer than like a lot of other stuff has done in the last couple of weeks. I don't know why. It's just like, it's, it's so stupid and so weird, but like, it's also very funny. And also the effects in it were quite good. So I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with ghost in the machine. I think I'm gonna have to but tombstone that. is a very, very close solid second place. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 So I, if I was, you know, for your serious film, I'll go tombstone for your, for your fun film. Um, I'll go Tombstone as well, but Ghost of the Machines is just is, is just good, good, solid fun. And shout out again to uh, Chodo Dovsh. Chodo Dovsh. Uh, so that is December, and that is our our year. We still got one episode to go, which is our always favorite. Um, uh, our top fives. Um, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into the ins and outs of that on the on the episode. But basically, yeah, we'll be we'll be picking our top five movies, our top five albums, and our top five. Uh, established songs and newfound songs so that one's always a little bit hard to explain but yeah like songs we never heard before that we were like or maybe just like forgot about and then songs that we knew that were just like yeah there's gonna be some pelgium in there that's all you need to know <laughs> um so email us at living the past pod at, at gmail.com um you can also again touch with us um through instagram um our in the show notes we have our Spotify and our letterbox uh, sites as well. Um, if you like the X Files, as who wouldn't? Um, we've got another podcast called Do Thing on Spooky that is available. It's on its own stream. I have actually been uh, I've actually been forgetting to put some episodes on this stream as well. But um, you know what? Um, maybe I'm making you uh, seek out some <laughs> seek out, yeah, out, out it. its own stream. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Do Thing on Spooky Pod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us for that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I will say just in case, um, you know, uh, you don't listen to the top five one, um, we are taking a, probably a bit of a longer break, um, before 1994 because, uh, 
we're right in the thick of we, we really want to get back into face to face so we're sort of seeing how everything plays out covid wise um not to say that if if, if the things don't work out then we can't just do uh, zoom as well um and also um i mean we're both you know works back on for me works always on for you and we've got we've got families we've got lives. we haven't seen our families for months <laughs> yeah we're just in this little we're just in our little pods um but yeah 1994 is like a big big month so if you've uh if you're a, if, if you've been on the show before and you want to come back let us know if you um if you want to come on, come on the show and you're sort of in the area let us know as well um we've got so much stuff to check out the instagram i'll be sort of putting up a bit of a post of what's what's to come um but 94 it's just gonna get bigger and better um and this yeah. this was a great uh starting point for 94 the yeah. films that we had in december is is a great way to kick off 94 coming we, we, in the meantime be sh- be sure to uh watch the paralympics yes that starts also, uh this this friday and also you can um if you if you if you're not sick of us you can also we, we will still be continuing the do, do you think on spooky x-files pod throughout that time so on every friday so check it out then too um cool all right, well, we'll see you next week for our top fives. Um, and I'll go get back to the drawing board because i now got to add some new stuff on there. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Most intense, fun. The most intense week <laughs> of the <laughs> podcast coming up. All right, movie I'll... that made you cry, top five. Yeah. All right, I'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.